What is up? Welcome to episode two of The Talking Place. By now, if everything is going according to plan, the show is now on iTunes and uh, and it should be should be going out everywhere else. I know I got emails from TuneIn and from Google Google Podcasts, the you know for for Google Play and all that stuff. Uh, I submitted to Spotify, uh, you know all the all the all the big stuff. Stitcher. Uh, I heard Aries downloaded uh, a show earlier from Stitcher, so so it's working. That's good. <laughs> uh, uh, everything should be falling into place. Uh, for in the next few days for for the show and where it's going to be and all that stuff i am currently going crazy uh trying to to get everything situated on on the site on the blog i was gonna keep it separate i was gonna keep it you know uh you know the Podbean uh site for the for the show i was gonna keep it separate from the man the chef the dad.com but i am going to wind up mending the two together so at some point in the future uh you you'll have to go to my blog in order to to see like you know the show notes and all that stuff uh i'm not sure how it's going to work i'm not sure if there's going to be uh some sort of you know Podbean presence i don't know how it works after you link it uh after you link your own domain to to the show or whatever but uh but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, and uh, and it'll go. It'll go however it goes, because that's how it goes. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm so bad. I'm terrible. So if you haven't done so yet, you could follow on Twitter. That is set up already. It is the Talking Place, uh, straight up. No, no spaces or or underlines or whatever like that just the talking place on twitter if you want to email it is talkingplacepod at gmail.com and that's uh that's unfortunate i couldn't get the talking place at gmail.com but whatever yeah if you wanna if you want to hit me up on twitter uh if you want to follow updates for the show or whatever that's where that's what twitter is for if you want to get on the show or you want to you know have feedback about anything or whatever, then you go, you go with the email for that. Other than that, I think that's housekeeping for, for this week. Uh, the main thing was getting, getting it out there, getting, getting on iTunes, uh, doing all the setup for all the other, uh, you know, feeds out there for whatever else. So if you have some place where you listen to podcasts at this point, show is not on let me know i'll see if i could uh throw it up there and see how that goes uh but but if you do use itunes i would appreciate it if you did a little rate and review you know the the five star thing and and all that i hear it helps everybody says it helps so uh you know it's it's a matter of getting to show up up on the charts and all that stuff so i guess that's how they that's how they uh, sort it. You know, if you get a lot of reviews and a lot of good ratings, then I guess that, you know, puts up a flag like, hey, look at me, you know. So uh, I would appreciate it very much if you did that. Uh, but if you don't, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, as far as this show goes, uh, this show, it was it was very fun. Uh, it is uh, Smoking Meats 
with Matt and Beardy. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to not use that as the title. Uh, I'm probably going to fail miserably, and you're probably going to look down at your player, and you're going to see Smoking Meats with Matt and Beardy. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Smoking Meats, and this was recorded back in August. And it was fun to to talk with these two about well, what they love to do. And you know, when they're not gaming, they're not, when they're not you know uh, on their on on I almost said on their own podcast, but you know, Beardy doesn't have a podcast anymore, does he? So when when Matt is on his podcast, you know, it's all about gaming and all that stuff. And uh, everybody knows Beardy is is big into to gaming as well, but. You know, on the sidelines, they they both they know how to they know how to work a good smoker, and they do good stuff. They do really good stuff uh, from what from what they show and from what they you know have on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So, if you don't know anything else about them other than what you hear on this show, then uh, then that's good. <laughs> that's that's fine too, because they they really know how to do their stuff, uh, basically. So. It was really fun talking with Beardy and Matt. It was a uh, it was a blast uh, getting down down and dirty, smoking meats, <laughs> talking about all the all the different things that uh, that they like to do. Uh, they were giving their their tips on what uh, what flavor of chips to use, and you know if you're new to smoking, uh, you know they were giving you some some tips there. Uh, there's a few recipes: uh, smoked mac and cheese recipe and uh and beardy goes through a smoked chili cheese dip recipe uh there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we talk about we talk about uh their their go-to meal uh when they're trying to impress somebody and and it's it's a lot of good stuff a lot of a lot of good talk be sure to try and eat something before you before you listen or while you're listening and i'm sorry if you're eating like a bowl of cereal or something because you're gonna want, you're gonna want something uh, more meaty. I think after listening to this, it is it is one of those shows that definitely gets your your appetite going. So so I hope you enjoy it from that perspective. Check out the show notes. There's going to be a few links uh, pointing to the things that they were talking about, uh, the various stuff that you could check out and buy and all that. Also, give them a follow. Uh, check them out on whatever links i have there uh for them in the show notes i know beardy is on twitter as is matt and uh i'll also put the link to uh to matt's main podcast bad fodder figures uh and you could go check them out that is a gaming centric podcast so they they're real good over there uh doing their show every week so very entertaining bunch of bunch of dudes so go check them out as for this show hope you enjoy it uh and i hope you enjoy me talking about the the lingering table which which is the name that i was going to go with uh for for the show uh before i settled on the talking place uh the problem with the lingering table uh beardy told me it was it was uh it was a problem uh because it it didn't sound very very positive uh like a positive thing you know, it's pretty annoying when you, when you think about it. Also lingering kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of has like a bad vibe to it for me. So I, I steered away from it and, and here I am. I think there was a few other ones, 
a few other names that that got the axe but uh but i'll go over those another time uh as for now uh, i hope you enjoy episode two of the talking place and and let me know if you if you do enjoy it let me know on twitter let me know in an email let me know uh let me know anything and have a good week with the temptations there with the damn electric smoker there from Amazon. <laughs> Dude, it's right there. Um, and, and the thing is, I looked, there's other ones that have like better or as good reviews that are $150 or less. Wow. Like like mine's 200 because it's a master built and I like mine a lot, but I know for damn sure there's ones with like just as good a reviews for less money. Because I think when I actually bought mine, it was like one seventy five. Mm. It's, it's not sold through Amazon anymore. Yeah, yeah. I want to say last year, last February, I think Lowe's had it for like one hundred eighty four or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. I should have bought. It. My wife kept go buy it. Just go buy it. <laughs> no, it was back in December. It was back in December time. It was on sale. And she said, "Just buy the damn thing. You know you want." It. I was like, "Yeah." Then the weather got nice, and so I was like, "Well, I can still use the." My real smoker. If the weather would have gone to shit, I probably would have bought it. <laughs> I really would have. Because I could have put it right outside the garage air. Yeah, set it and forget it type of thing. That's exactly what my boss does. He puts it right outside his garage. And he just pops open the garage, checks to see if it's still smoking. Yep. And then closes it and goes back inside. I had the same thoughts of the of doing that myself. You know, go in, put it right outside the garage, wrap the blankets around it, you know, and let it go. I've got a ThermoPro Bluetooth thermo, you know, thermometer thingy, you know, with the mm-hmm. two prongs. So, which is essential. We should that is essential to have one of those because you can't yeah. trust your thermometer on your grill a lot of times. So, buying a nice, good electric thermometer is important. Do you have a thermopen, Beardy? I don't have the thermopen. Uh, I have it's whatever it's on Amazon. They have like fifty of them that look like the same thing. It's the orange mm-hmm. one with the two prongs. It's like sixty yeah. bucks. Get yourself one of those. You will be so happy you did. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting a thermo pen. I see them go on sale every once in a while. I should buy the book, get one. Okay, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> talking to me. Nah, I, I'm 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 recording. You guys are giving me like post show uh, talks. B, 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 uh, B film, right? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, the the B side, the B side. <laughs> All right. What I want to do is uh, first off, we are currently. Uh, let's say to, you know, get the things going here, uh, to start the conversation. Uh, I want to try, try and throw this out there. Uh, let's say we just had dinner. Uh, you know, we were here, we're, we're having dinner. What is it that we had? That depends on the mood. I mean, so let's say we are all in the same city and I said, okay, guys, what do you want to go out to have dinner? To, to you know, talk and and have a podcast and do all that stuff. So if it was me, if you guys came to Cincinnati, I'd be like, okay, we're going to Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse. Very nice. you know, high-end steakhouse, uh, fancy, smancy type of place. Uh, very expensive, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the bill. Right? Uh, oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank it would you. be a perfect place for us to sit around. They have an outdoor patio also where we can smoke cigars nice. for our 
cognac or bourbon around in a glass, munch on steaks, wonderful bread. Oh, it's appetizers. That, that's, that's, that would be where we would be going here. All right. That, that wins. That's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that, that sounds good to me, especially if you're paying. So <laughs> that doesn't happen much. <laughs> so so uh, in order not to blow up uh, Matt's quicken, uh, I'm going to have to go <laughs> a little different uh, on where we're going to go out around here. There's actually, and this might segue later, a really solid barbecue joint that just opened in uh, the downtown near me. And they just opened up a brew pub next door where you can bring the beers over and have a shared patio so it's two restaurants like the the brew place actually is the landlord for the barbecue joint and so they can actually go back and forth now on this shared patio so it's like picnic tables so it's real low key they usually pray play like pretty good music like inside like old like zeppelin and and kind of like 70s rock but if that's not your thing, you can get a, a little bit of distance from it and go outside. So here right now, the weather is good <clears> enough on evening like tonight. It's <clears> a good night. Sit outside. Enjoy the weather. I love it. Yep. See, that's why that's why I picked you two, because you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So since since that's what we're talking about, uh, let's keep it going. I, I wanted to do a show uh, where we where we were talking about the things that you guys like to do and you guys primarily you you like to smoke your meats you like to you like to take your time and and you know get deep in there and and do (laughs) you like you like to take your meats and you like to caress them and give them love that they deserve so so that's what i wanted to get into uh it's something that i don't do which i wish i did but but I, I just haven't, I haven't, uh, I guess time and, and the proper, the proper hardware that I don't have. Uh, it's, it's something that, that it's stopping me. And then, then there's that one time that I almost burned down the neighborhood. And that's, <laughs> I love that. I love that story. <laughs> it's that about- whole night was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, real quick, I guess, uh, for those who don't know, since this is a totally different show. Yeah, I, w- I, just, I had just got one of those chimney starters for, for my charcoal grill. And it was like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. And the wife was like, hey, why don't you go grill some chicken for dinner? And and my, my dumb ass was like, sure. <laughs> so so I, I went and I got it going. And it's crazy windy out and and i i'm like okay let me see if this works and and it turns out the the chimney worked beautifully and to the point where there was a blaze going and it was uncontrollable and the wind was making it a thousand times worse blowing hot embers all over the grass and the bushes and everywhere. And, and I was like panicking. I, and, and Beardy here, uh, Beardy was, was my go-to call and he didn't give a shit. He didn't care about (laughs) nothing. Okay. Now that is entirely incorrect. (laughs) I had people over and I was entertaining actually after smoking the meats 
<laughs> and I get a call from him like, hey, uh, so what, what are you doing? I'm like, God, hey, man, just having some people over. He's like, yeah, so fire, fire over. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> call 911. Why not your lifeline here? <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're outside. Okay. And so he explained like the whole chimney is going up. I'm like, you have a hose. Hose down your yard so it doesn't catch on fire right away. Because from what I remember from my summers in Florida, it's essentially you're sitting on a pyre, pile of timber at all times, just ready to go up at any second. Like, hose it down so you don't let your neighbor's yard on fire. Usually a nice thing to do. Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was fun. And that that it turns out that was the last time that I barbecued. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've used the gas grill, but, uh, but not, not the charcoal. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so we're here with, with you two. Uh, I totally skipped introductions. So forgive me. Like I said, this is, this is coming from a long (laughs) summer, long summer of not doing anything like this. Uh, so, so what, uh, who, who do we have here? We have Beardy, uh, go ahead, Mr. McWhiskey. (laughs) So, so uh, Beardy McWhiskey, int- that's all you need to know. In- introduce yourself. Give a little something if you want. Yeah. Uh, former co-host of the Future Monkeys podcast, video game enthusiast, and uh, big fan of meat smoking. Yeah, I, I, I definitely know. I, I also enjoy uh, a whiskey or two from now, now and again. I would certainly hope so. Especially with that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And the other lovely voice is Devious Mr. Matt. Yeah, from Bad Fodder Figures, a uh, nice, lovely little podcast for myself, Captain Mike M, and Eric Glover, Glovebox, and time, sometimes Jeremy Ruiner, too, is on there. But I like Beardy, like my grill, like smoking my meats. I also like smoking my cigars and drinking my bourbons and drinking my beers and being lazy on Sunday afternoons, sitting in the backyard, listening to the Reds games and cooking and smoking and everything else that comes with that on a Sunday afternoon. Make a whole Hell day yeah. out of it. Make a whole day out of it. Heck yeah. So let's let's talk about those days. What what do we what do we like doing? I mean, I I've talked with Beardy about this before, like lightly touched on it. But when when you guys do you is it electric, uh gas smokers, what is it that you guys have? I have a uh, charcoal uh, smoker, um, okay. charcoal wood smoker and propane grill type of thing, uh, combination thing. <clears throat> so I got a smoke, so I got a propane side regular gas grill and I've got next to that where I can put charcoal or my smoking chamber. And then below that, I've got what's called a smoking box. So it's a three in one type of deal. So I could use it as a charcoal grill, which I do most of the time because I love cooking over charcoal. Um, my wife prefers propane, so she does propane so I guess it's quicker and easier. And then as long as it has a smoker box, I can put the charcoal and wood in there and the smoke let the smoke go through and smoke whatever's on the uh, charcoal part of the grill. So that's that's what I have, what I use. So you got like the the premium setup, the best outcome for for a good family meal. You could do everything at once. Yeah, I mean, the, some of the cooking space can be a little bit small at times if I got a lot of stuff going on. But I, for our family and for what we got going on, yes, it, it uh, helps out uh, a lot with uh, being able to do multiple things. And, and uh, it's very versatile with the stuff I can put on there and cook. And um, I can do a lot with it. 
So that's why I was looking for it when I bought it. Something I could do a lot with. Yeah, nice. Matt had the truer kind of setup. I have a little bit of a, a bastardized version. So I know some people in the smoking community uh, might not like what I have. So <laughs> the first thing, I, I got a, a standard four burner grill with uh, the one side burner, which I've literally never used. Mm-hmm. And then I also have the electric smoker, which also, you know, it, it uses wood chips in like the wo- a wood chip hopper in the bottom. So there's advantage to both. Like my setup is definitely better for ease of use and constant temperature. But in terms of getting that smoke flavor on there, you're going to want to go with an actual like wood burning or charcoal burning smoker like Matt has. Mine is more for like getting your toes in the water. And I've definitely been looking at like the bigger, truer smokers because a lot of places you go to like really talk about barbecue. They're like, oh, like taste the meat, not the heat. It's it's, it's like all (laughs) that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like look, using an electric smoker is kind of like a cheater's version, but I'm okay with that because my wife doesn't really like a really deep smoke flavor. Mm. She yeah. she doesn't she doesn't like a smoke flavor. She likes it, but like she doesn't like the the deep dark smoky crust. Uh, so she likes it to get a little bit of the smoke flavor. So I kind of have to go to like what I want and back down like twenty percent. <laughs> that, so that's she doesn't uh, like the bark on on. Some of the meats, then I guess it, she likes it. Like, if they do it like a really good rub, like the, mm. a sugar paprika kind of rub on it, it's not the bark, but like, where if it's, it's just thoroughly like a full on hickory smoke for a long time, especially with some of the other kind of cuts of meat. She's more in the line of oh, a light smoky flavor, and that's some of the stuff we can get to. Like, we can get the recipes that yeah. we can talk about, but uh, how I adjust for Mrs. McWhiskey's uh, <laughs> flavor palette. <laughs> now, yeah. th- there have been many times where I wish I had electric smoker. I almost bought one back in the wintertime this past winter when it was on sale. Yeah. Mainly because of the ease and convenience of it. Ease, convenience, and-, and then consistency of smoke. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And they make, you know, you're talking about the smoke flavor, which actually you might not want this because of your wife, but they make these things... Um, Shoot, you can buy them off of Amazon. It's like a tube, like a like a metal tube that you can put these wood pellets in, and you light one end of it, and it slowly goes to the other end, and it releases more smoke for you. Yep. I've heard a lot of people putting those in electric smokers to get more smoke from those. I I, I got it. Haven't used oh. it yet. So I, okay. I got the pellets ready to go one time. So whenever, like, I just want to say, uh, Mrs. McWhiskey, you go to hell. I'm making <laughs> what Daddy wants tonight. <laughs> I'll, I'll bust that out. <clears throat> yeah, the electric smoker does have its advantages. For I mean, there's many times where we have a baseball game or something like that on a Saturday, and I would love to be able to in the morning just put the stuff in there, set it up, and then come home and have stuff ready to eat or something like that without having to maintain it and sit back there all the time. That's so, what I love about it. Like on a weekend, setting it up just to go for a couple hours while I'm mowing the yard, doing whatever. I don't have to watch it. I just pop my head over. Is there smoke coming out? Yep. All right. Nope. All right. Throw a little wood chips in. Mm-hmm. Go back in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the the electric the electric smoker that's that's a type that that uh, I've had my eye on. Like whenever whenever we think about 
going to get a smoker it's always uh the electric type and it seems like it's the easiest one it sounds like sounds like it is too so yeah if anything it's going to keep the the right temperature for you automatically yeah the amount of smoke monitoring that that's something you can adjust and but the drawback it ain't gonna taste as good again it's like that 80 20 rule like it's gonna be 80 percent as good but it's going to be, you know, 50 times less the hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like less hassle. hassle. Especially since you <clears throat> do so well with fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we can do to keep fire out of your hands is going to be a good thing here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very ironic that I'm that I'm hosting this. It's it's very uh like I'm scared kind of, but uh, the it's it's something that uh when whenever whenever I'm doing uh like my my ghetto smoking like you know with the with the, putting the the wood chips in aluminum foil and putting it on the grill you know trying to get that mm-hmm. little bit of flavor you know I'm always I'm always feeling like like you know I really want to you know dive into the actual smoking because when I used to work in in a kitchen uh, we had, we had huge, huge smokers and they were, they were electric. So it was the type that, you know, you just put in the wood chips and, and you turn it on and you leave it there. And we used to do, uh, we used to do ribs, like dozens and dozens of ribs at a time. And, and we, we would marinate them and then put them in there. They would get smoked and then we would finish them off in the oven with not not the oven uh it was it was marinated smoked and then they got sauce like finished off and uh mm. and it was it was real good and and uh and yeah i've always i've always wanted to get into it and and you guys you make it seem easy <laughs> i would uh, say to the one give and take of the electric smoker is its small profile like i have a 30 inch electric smoker so my smokers about the size of a toddler so it's not going to take up a bunch of real estate either and like matt said like during the winter time so you don't got to be out there stoking the fire uh and it's going to maintain its temperature because it's insulated that's a good thing but you be in florida yeah yeah maybe you go bigger boat go home you you know yeah Yeah, the the outside temperature for you guys that that matters a lot it can uh in terms of getting things up to temperature and maintaining uh, a temperature. Now, the one thing that once it gets there, because it's going to have an internal thermometer, it's going to read. Uh, still do recommend getting a wireless thermometer so you can actually just kind of dangle one and then put one in the meat to make sure that your electric smoker is reading accurate. And the other thing that my boss at my work told me, and he showed me how to do it, it takes some uh, packing blankets like you would like like moving blankets and you can wrap that around the smoker and clamp it down to give it another layer of insulation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he smokes when it's like negative 20 out. Jeez. Yeah, that's too much. That might be <laughs> too cold for me. <laughs> the coldest I did was back at uh, last Christmas. I had the bright idea to do uh, a couple of turkeys for Christmas day. Mm-hmm. And so oh, and don't, I got don't, lucky. don't talk about turkeys too much with beardy. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I got a little lucky because here, you know, Cincinnati was a pretty uh, 
mild uh, Christmas Eve. So I got lucky with getting those on there, get them done. Didn't have too much of a problem, but man, God, that was good. Ooh, we can talk about that later too. Yeah. Temperature can be a big thing on the outside. Uh, last year, I remember I smoked a pork butt on, it seemed like the hottest day of the year in July. So that was, that was kind of painful there doing that. Um, yeah. Pouring down rain. I've smoked and pouring down rain. God, cold. Yeah. It, it, it varies. Football season's just around the corner. So, Smoking wings, you know, will be becoming a big thing again, all that. And just, I don't know, just something about being out there in the fall and that nice, cool weather and staying around a grill still, you know? Oh, just it's the best. And when the, so great. When the smell hits you, too, mm-hmm. like everyone in the neighborhood just kind of looking over like, oh, uh-huh. it smells something good. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. People start Hello's- to wander outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I do want to get as sort of a starting point here is... And Matt can correct me if you don't think this is the right starting point. I say the best starting point is a good relationship with your local butcher. Yes, absolutely. Because if you're just getting supermarket meat, it's fine. It will do the job, especially for like certain cuts, some wings. Uh, You know, if you're doing like pork shoulder, you can get decent out of that. But if you're getting to like your bigger cuts, like a a brisket or something, you want to make sure you have a, a, a butcher that you can trust. Yeah. Yeah, for I know we've we've got um, a local supermarket here. It's uh, called Jungle Gems International Market, and um, huge place to go. They got they got just about everything there, food wise, and um, they deal with they, they get all their pork products from a place in Indiana. It's called it's called Indiana Kitchen, and their pork products are so good. They're they're always been tender. They've always been lean. Um, so I've never had an issue getting stuff from from them for that. Steaks from them, like you said, go in and you talk to the butcher, tell them what you're wanting to do, and they'll get you the right cut. They'll, they'll do what you need. Yeah, definitely get up that conversation with the butcher and, and keep going back to them also. Mm-hmm. Get, get to get that uh, relationship up with them for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very uh, supermarket. <laughs> Whatever is there, whatever is there, I'll grab it. And, you know, I, I understand and I know. I know about that importance with the butcher, uh, but you know, like like I said, I'm very not experienced in this this area, so so I haven't really reached that level where where I should be, you know, making friends and and making the butcher cookies and all that stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, one day one day I will be, and you know, it'll it'll come to that time, I'm sure, because. It's it's always something that we want to do. We want to get into to doing more more fancy stuff like that, more more extravagant, uh, you know, meals, and you know, because we do we do it at home, and and it's just better than than going out to a restaurant and getting it and paying like triple the price for it. So, and and that's where you need to look, you know, uh, when you go to the grocery store, and, and even up here in the here the meat market's getting really really good um <clears throat> so i'll go in i'll grab some steaks from them and that but if i want like a real restaurant style steak or something or something good i'm going to go to jungle gyms or i'm going to go to uh the meat man and get something from them and look and see all the stuff and go through i mean a rack of ribs i spent a half hour 45 minutes one day looking for a two nice sets racks of ribs mm-hmm. to smoke you know something that mm-hmm. had just amount right of fat and meat on it 
didn't look too dry, didn't look too bloody, and I was going through everything they had there. <laughs> and like, what are you looking for? So I'm just mm. looking for the best thing I can get. Like, what are you planning on doing? I said, I just want to smoke them and eat them. She said, good Lord. No, Sorry, and that, you know. I know that's a really good point. <laughs> that's a super good point, too, because like where I go to get my brisket, they have Wagyu beef, and mm. they have a whole bunch of it just out on the shelf that you can go through and, and it's from snake river, which is a really famous like butcher in like Kansas, I think. And so you're able to go through and normally when you order Wagyu, you order it and they bring it to your house and whatever you get, you get, but the place I go to, you can go and you can look at it. You can hold it in your hands, see what the right marbling is for you and get what you want. And that's important. So like what Matt's saying, like going someplace where they have a whole bunch of stuff out and they'll let you go through it and look and not just get what you get mm. is also very important because at, at the end of the day, it's kind of your taste too. like mm-hmm. what Matt might like. I might not. I might like fattier. He might like leaner and being able to go someplace where, where they will let you uh, handle it and pick out what you want is super important. Yeah, I think that's why I probably would never do like the Omaha steaks online or butcher box or anything like that. It's because I, I want to see mm-hmm. it. I want to see what I'm buying. Um, I want to see that nice uh, strip steak I'm getting. I want to see that ribeye that I'm getting. Um, I want to check it out. I want to. I want to weigh it with my hand. I want to touch. I want to feel it. I want to massage it. I want to. You know, this is meat we're talking about. This is this is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what it is. It's a lifestyle because it's something, it's something that you can't just you know put together and throw it in the oven and then you know come back to it in an hour and it's done. You know, it's yeah, it's one of those things where you have to you have to give it a lot of attention and and I respect that and I like it. You know, and 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 the payback from that is when you go and you're cooking something, even something as simple as hamburgers okay and the payoff is when you get them off the grill and you serve them to your family that like man this is a good hamburger dad this is great and it's the extra touches like toasting the bun you know Mm -hmm. just simple things like that that add a little extra level a little extra flavor to what you're doing that it makes it more of a professional uh type of thing going on seasoning it the right way getting it just grilled the right way and that oh just there's so much to everything that, that you can do there it's lovely. It's just the best. Like uh, whenever I cook something, very rarely when I'm taking my first bite, am I focusing on what I'm eating? I'm looking around the table yeah. and like I'm watching <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Like, if they light up a little bit, I'm like hell yeah, man, I did it. <laughs> like that is the best feeling in the world. Like I'm not even tasting for myself. I'm looking to see what everyone else is doing. Yeah, my wife is not a huge fan of uh, red meat, but you know when she goes in and she's cut into a big old thick steak i was like all right i i, I did it right i know this is good she, she's even eating steak all right so so we it. we we talked about a few things uh what is what is your your go-to like if if you had somebody coming over you wanted to impress so you you wanted to pull out the big guns what is it that you're making mm, i'm thinking uh pork shoulder pork butt to make pulled pork and yeah. uh Smoked mac and cheese and cornbread. That, 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 that'd probably be the, what I would feed someone. I, I've done pork butt so many times now that it's, <laughs> it has turned out. I, I, I don't. I'm not bragging, but it's turned out so well each yeah. time. That has been great. I've people that don't even use barbecue sauce on it because <clears> it's tasted 
it's mm-hmm. expensive. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I pork that's the best. It's, I, I love I love me a good uh, pork butt. We we uh, we have it's called Benin. It's pork shoulder uh, pic- mm-hmm. the picnic pork. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and what we do it's oil, uh, salt and pepper, and garlic, and it's just rubbed all over and thrown in the oven. And, you know, it's just roasted like that. And that's basically, you know, our, you know, pulled pork for, uh, for, you know, uh, Hispanic Puerto Rican heritage, basically. So, mm. so it's, you know, that's the way we do our pulled pork. We don't, we don't go crazy with the smoke and all that stuff and smother it in sauce. It's just, it's just roasted in the oven and, uh, it, the skin, the skin is left on the top and then it gets all crispy and it's a uh, chicharron, uh, the, you know, the mm-hmm. fried, fried pork skin. So yeah, that's, that's what it turns into. And that's like, it goes with it, you know? So, so that's, this is good. So is that kind of like having like a homemade pork rinds almost then? Basic. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so it's, it cooks <laughs> along awesome. with, oh, man. <laughs> it cooks with the shoulder, you know? So it's like, it's getting all the shoulder is getting all the juices from the, from the fat. And the fat turns into the pork rinds, oh. so that's that's at least I could contribute to to some some good meal here. So, uh, Beardy, Beardy, what is what is your go to? Uh, my go to is brisket. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Matt. Like I've made my brisket so many times that I, I'm starting to like I will put up most against most people's brisket. And uh, my buddy at work is actually a barbecue judge. And mm. he's told me, like, when I've brought in certain stuff, he's like, nah, I don't like it. My brisket, he said he would give it a 9 out of 10. He's like, just off metrics alone, <laughs> nice. it, it passes the snap test. It, it, it passes the flavor. And he was telling me all these things. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, it, it's a 9 out of 10 brisket. This is competition level. Because I've <laughs> probably made... Probably about 10 to 15 briskets so far. And it's a lot of trial and error. And a lot of people are intimidated by it because it's a more expensive cut of meat. I'm one of them. But, oh man. (laughs) Like it. And that's the thing too. Like one of the reasons I got a smoker is because I love brisket, but it's so expensive. If you go to a barbecue joint, it's going to be like 12 bucks for Mm. a pound or a half pound. And, I have got made enough briskets now that it's paid for my smoker probably nice. like five times over. <laughs> what, 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 what normal size do you, do you normally get? I usually get like a, a 13 to 15 pound full packer brisket. So I get the, the point okay. and the flat on there. Now, are you letting the butcher go ahead and trim that up for you, Nat? Or are you doing it yourself? Uh, I do it myself. Do you? Yes. I'm, I mean, I, I've watched... YouTube video after YouTube video on people doing brisket and that. I'm just, I'm scared to death to do one. Most uh, people are. And uh, mainly because of the time. It's a, it's a, it's a, what, good 13, 14 hour cook? See, and that's the thing. It can be. And so that's why I always thought watching all the YouTube videos and everything else. And I went to a brisket cooking class and oh, wow. like this dude took the entire world I knew about brisket and flipped it upside down. You can get a brisket done, uh, especially you, because you have the ability to adjust the temperature higher. He cooks it at like 300 degrees, which is unheard of in barbecue, and gets it done in four to five hours. Whoa. Yeah. Freaking nuts. (laughs) And and even the basics, like most people say, oh, cook it fat side up. He cooks it fat side down. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like everything I know is wrong. Yeah, he yeah, just turned the world uh, topsy turvy there, saying all that stuff. Wow. I mean, I have a hard enough time when I do a pork butt because I'm usually up at six a.m. getting the grill fired up to temperature and that, and getting the pork butt rubbed up and seasoned and everything, and then putting it on. And because that's a usually an eight-hour cook to do something like that. Oh, is it really? Um, yeah. Yeah, usually mm-hmm. it takes me about seven, eight hours to do a, a pork butt. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but, everything yeah. everything is uh, is low and slow with with smoking, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like, the way I, it goes. When I said three hundred, that is unheard of in like barbecue temperatures. <laughs> yeah, I'm normally you're talking two twenty five, two fifty, you know, maybe two seventy five for some things. But yeah, you're that whole low and. Man, I would love to try your brisket sometime because I've seen pictures of it. And, oh my god, it looks so good! Your yeah, I'll, I'll, I will send you the instructions and everything, and I'll walk you through this because I, I walked through with my buddy uh, like last weekend. And that's the other thing is so many people are just intimidated by it, yeah. and every person I've walked through, like it was great first time out. It, if anything, it's good. <laughs> uh, at best, it's great. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I would love I would love to do brisket someday, but man, I just yeah, I'm 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 scared. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh so Matt, you, you mentioned smoked mac and cheese. Uh, mm, I know I, I know Beardy just makes smoked mac and cheese in his sleep now. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm very, very intrigued. So what what is it? What what goes what goes into making making smoked mac and cheese? So I buy, you know, a pound of elbow macaroni and I get it al dente. And then um, I'll mix together um, uh, like two cups of uh, shredded cheese, some cream, mix that up together, maybe a little Parmesan uh, mixed in there with it and that gets it all nice and melty and stuff. And then I'll mix the uh, pasta and the cheese together in that and I put it in a nice big tin pan. And then I put uh, Mike's favorite thing on top of it, uh, breadcrumbs. <laughs> it was on top of the uh, mixture there. Uh, maybe a little more Parmesan cheese on top of that. Maybe a little extra shredded cheese I'll throw in there. And then I put it on the smoker for like the last uh, hour or so of whatever I'm smoking. And I just let it sit on top there uncovered. And it gets a nice crust on the top of it. You know, it bakes everything, puts everything together in that, gives it a nice crust on top, and it gives it a real nice, uh, light, smoky flavor also. And uh, it's just so, so delicious. I, I, oh, my gosh. I, I love it. My, my family loves it. I love it. People I've talked to said, oh, this is great. You know, smoke mac and cheese is the shit to do now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's how I do it. I don't know what Smokey or what uh, Smokey does. What what <laughs> what Beery does? Smokey McCheesy. <laughs> Smokey. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what. If if you Google uh, Mister Food for cheese mac and cheese, Ooh. that will give you kind of like my baseline. And that's what I did the first time. I followed it like to the letter of the law. And then after that, I made kind of some of the of my own personal adjustments, which I always say with any of these recipes make it exactly like the recipe the first time and then start adjusting don't adjust right off the bat because it's like any science experiment you're not going to be able to eliminate the variables until you have a baseline so make your baseline if you're going to it knowing it's not exactly what you want 
go into it and understand that you're going to make your adjustments later. So very similar uh, to Matt using some extra sharp cheddar. Uh, I use uh, Gouda uh, and Parmesan. And then also I use the, the panko breadcrumbs because they're a little mm-hmm. bit crunchier. Yeah, yep, uh, that's what I use. Yeah. It, so see... See, we're on the same level. I bet, like, <laughs> like Matt's and I, like, right next to each other, mm-hmm. again, be really similar. Uh, I do make a roux with mine, which is a, a fancy, pretentious way of saying I mix flour and butter. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put, like, milk in it. Uh, and then you just kind of cook it the same way, like, al dente pasta. You, you put it, uh, everything in a big bowl with the cheese. I double the amount of cheese in the recipe and I usually just go off of like whatever I can find and whatever, like I try to pick like extra sharp cheddar seems to be a good variable that seems consistent. Okay. And then you want kind of like a, a wild card cheese, you know, your, your Gouda, maybe a white cheddar, uh, like a lighter tasting cheese you can throw in there. Uh, I use uh, Gruyere cause I oh, actually found it uh, a nice. shredded Gruyere at Aldi. And oh, so wow. I used that and that was the best one was that Gruyere. So that might be something that I start getting blocks of that just to keep it consistent for now. If I can't get, get it shredded. You know, one thing I would like to try sometime, we were just talking about, you know, the lighter cheese. I would like to try maybe putting like a habanero cheese in sometime or a oh, totally. pepper jack in sometime and see how that comes out. You know, just to give it a little bit of bite or something. Yeah. Cause I'm always shooting for the middle. Like what will my kids eat? What will mm-hmm. I eat? And what will my uh, my folks eat? And it, like Matt said, I I'd, I would prefer something with a little more bite to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one other thing that I do, I do put a, a, a pound of bacon in there. Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I, I cook the bacon first, mm-hmm. just because I'm I'm really weird about like meat and temperature, which is why I have like wireless thermometers and all that stuff. I never go off a look. I always go off a temperature. Uh, but like I cook it first and then I throw that in with the mix and then smoke it. And then I reserve a little, or actually what I do with the, the mac and cheese, I put that on top because that makes it so you can actually control the distribution of your bacon consumption, uh, which is the fattest thing I've ever said. <laughs> 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 you got to control your bacon consumption. <laughs> you can't control me, man. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's not, it's, it all sounds awesome. And while you you guys were uh, describing all the the cheeses and all the melts and all that, and like in the back of my mind, I was like, "This needs bacon." And and you just you, you <laughs> and there it, it is, off. you topped it. So it's uh it's it all sounds good, amazing, and definitely mm. uh the mac and cheese. That's that's one thing that it really makes me want to want to jump in on it because that's that's like my weakness for for many many years of my life i went without knowing what uh what baked mac and cheese was you know it was it's never something that i had until i met the wife and and she made it and uh and now it's like it's like one of my go-to sides. Like I need it on a regular basis, and just you know, knowing knowing what a uh, smoke flavor is, and knowing how it could incorporate so good into into a mac and cheese. Like that's that's something I want to try out. Gets me thinking. Do you have for certain foods 
uh, I think I asked Beardy this before, but I'll ask, you know, again, do you have uh, certain flavors of chips that, uh, that you use with certain foods? Yeah. Um, I know I like to use <clears throat> for my, when I do pork products, I like to use, uh, start with some apple and then go in and throw in some um, hickory or mesquite. Um, not as much on the mesquite or uh, hickory, just I don't want it too strong, but that I'll throw in that apple. Um, pecan, I like to use pecan wood for uh, different things. Uh, when, I, when I'm doing chicken, I'll throw in some cherry and some apple and then, you know, maybe finish off with a piece of hickory or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really, you know, tried I, I just go to the store and say oh they got this wood chips on sale or this wood chunks i buy the mm. i buy the wood chunks uh. i just buy them it's like okay this will work and i haven't had a disaster yet from <laughs> you know doing something stupid like that <clears throat> so that's been good but yeah, i mean I, wh- where can you where can you go wrong with this i mean it's is there is there an any error in picking the wrong flavor for something I guess, Beardy, you probably know more, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if you use too much mesquite or too much hickory, you can really sour the taste of your food if you put too much smoke in it, you know, too much hickory flavor, I think, um, kind of overpower yep. it. So sometimes the, the lighter woods are, are better. You still get that smoke flavor, but not as as, as uh, strong. Yeah, that, that's exactly correct. Uh, uh, what Matt said, like, if you're on pork or chicken, go with your lighter, your, your apple, your cherry, Going darker, go with your hickory, uh, like your beef, like brisket. I do hickory like almost whole time, except, you know, I, I wrap it at a certain point and there's no sense putting any more smoke on it because it's not going to get any more smoke flavor. Correct. So the apple or, or the, the cherry is going to be for like your lighter cuts of meat. If you want to kind of like shoot the middle, uh, you know, that your mesquite is going to kind of go in between. That's going to be. Like most people will like that, but especially on like a, a lighter piece of meat, if you go hickory on there, it's you're gonna taste all the smoke and none of the flavor. Yeah. Yep. It's good to find that balance. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So uh so we're we're nearing the end here. Do you guys have uh like any other besides mac and cheese, any other recipes that uh that you wanna throw out there, something that you like to do or or anything of the sort that you'd like to to close out with? Um, I know one thing that we, when I first bought my grill last year, what we started doing was we started taking a buying corn on the cob and shucking the corn and then taking an aluminum foil sheet, put the corn in there with two dabs of butter from stick butter in there Mm -hmm. and put salt on it, wrap it up in aluminum foil and put that on the grill and keep roasting on the grill like that. The corn comes out wonderfully buttered wonderfully salted it's perfect it's so good it's roasted Mm. corn already buttering it oh it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful and and if i could just say one more thing uh don't be even though i'm afraid of doing um brisket don't be afraid (laughs) of smoking meat because it is absolutely worth it it's not that bad Mm. start easy start small with like chicken chicken thighs or chicken legs or something like that, you know, start smoking with that type of thing and then move your way up. That That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is easy. This is fun. This is great. It tastes wonderful. And just experiment. Just get simple stuff, chicken wings, whatever, you know, sausages. Put hot dogs on the damn smoke. Man. Smoke <laughs> hot dogs, you know. Smoke a burger or something like that. Meatloaf, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
All right, you, anything, so, you, anything you make in the oven, you can take and put on the smoker and, and get a little extra flavor out. So here, here's here's a question: If you really want to smoke and you don't have a smoker, that you you need to get one. There, there's no cheap way going going throwing wood chips on the gas grill in a, in a little smoke box. That's that's not the same, is it? You need the hardware first and foremost. You can smoke on a regular propane grill. Some people take a chunk of wood and they'll throw it, go ahead and throw it on the burner or something like that, or throw it on top of the grate, you know, to starts mm-hmm. to smolder and get a little smoke flavor there. Or you can do like what we talked earlier in the show, go to Amazon. The I, It's called like Amazing Smoking or something. I don't know what beer he has it. it was, yeah. It's a tube or, or a tray or something like that. You put wood pellets in it, you light one in. And they'll right. give you a smoke flavor on uh, on your gas grill. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to give me the link. I'll throw I'll throw the link in the show notes for that. Oh, I'll get you a link. So, Beardy, I'd say the same thing. Uh, like Matt said, hit the the nail on the head here. Start small. The best way you can start sausages. Again, knowing your butcher, uh, my butcher makes about ten different sausages a day. Mm. So this weekend, I went over to my folks. And I had blue cheese sausages, cheddar onion sausages, <laughs> and beer brats. I, and I threw them in the smoker, threw them in at like 225. It takes about an hour. And then I toss them on the grill real quick right at the end mm-hmm. just to make sure they're right at temperature and they get a little crispness on the outside because I like the, just a little bit of char there. And man, th- that's my, like my new favorite thing is just <laughs> the smoked sausages because it takes so little time mm. and it turns out so good. It's like restaurant quality shit and you get it all ready for you and it, it only takes an hour. The other thing uh, since, you know, football season's coming up is the smoked chili cheese dip. Ugly uh, as sin, but delicious. You and just probably- made that, didn't you? I just made it, and it's the easiest thing you can do. You get an 8x8 tinfoil pan, one brick of cream cheese, smear that on the bottom, one can of chili, just dump it in, and then you just sprinkle the cheese to taste, and you put it in for about an hour, 225, 250, doesn't matter. Does not matter. You just have to make sure it's hot, because you have to worry about cooking any meat. It's already pre-cooked. You could eat the chili out of the can if you wanted to. And so, like, and in terms of just flavor, you serve that with some uh, some carrots, some celery, some Tostito chips. It's going to be one of the best things you've had in a long time. If you want to do the pro-level version, just make a, a, a pot of chili and throw that in there instead of doing the canned chili. Mm-hmm. It's like good, small, incremental steps to get you into smoking. Like, you know, don't start on a pork shoulder. Don't start on a brisket. Start on stuff you already cook, like Matt said, like you throw in the oven, throw in the smoker instead, and it's going to come out just better. Yeah. Yep. All right. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm sold. I'll go get one eventually, soon, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really do need to get on the ball because it, it needs to happen. And I think, I think uh, going electric would be, would be the easiest bet. For me, that's very, uh, very up my alley, set it and forget it kind of thing. So, so I'll, I'll be looking into that. And, uh, if you guys can send me, uh, send me whatever links you got for, uh, for your, your hardware, what you got. And, and I'll throw that in the show notes too. And, and thank you guys very much. Uh, would you like to 
to pimp out again where you're from. I know, I know Beardy, he, he, uh, he doesn't have a podcast anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, would you like to, to pimp out anything? Yes, please listen to Bad Fodder Figures. Bad Fodder, F-O-D-D-E-R Figures. Uh, anywhere you get your favorite podcast, I believe. Uh, it's a fun little show that we do every week. And it's very enjoyable. A little bit of everything in there. It's uh, not so much safe for work. So be careful listening with kids and stuff. Unless your kids are into that type of thing, then more power to them. But uh, yeah, check it out. Lots of fun. And I, yeah, I miss Future Monkeys, but I can I can relate there to that. Just man. <laughs> being done with stuff sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i would like to also defer my my uh plug to bad fodder figures <laughs> that's two two pimps for bad fodder figures i do listen every single week and was upset that this week there was not an episode and it's like yeah. monday morning that's what i do no joke <laughs> and that is my fault i'm sorry because i went to uh, gatlinburg <laughs> this past weekend and i did not feel like recording last night no. Yes, that's my How dare you? I will never understand that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, uh, bad fodder figures. Uh, I, it's ever since Future Monkeys ended. Uh, I've been I've been very very laid back with my podcast listening. I I'm not the person I used to be. I don't listen uh, like I used to. But uh, bad fodder figures and. And about two others are my are my regulars that I that I listen to as they come out. So, so uh, you guys, you're you're still up there. Excellent. <clears throat> thank right. you. So, so thank you guys very much. And it was it was a fun show. Uh, hope to have you on again in the future. Uh, I think maybe maybe uh, for for Thanksgiving time we'll we'll talk again. I think that sounds like a good time. I like it. All right. Until then, peace out.